I want you to go in your Bibles, if you have them, we'll have it on the screen, Psalm 1, Psalm 1. Uh, we're going to read Psalm 1, 1 through 3, and it says this, blessed is the one, anybody like being blessed? It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And who meditates on his law day and night. That person, the one who delights himself in the Lord, the one who meditates on his word day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That sounds like a good promise to me. I don't know about you. That sounds like a good promise. To, to be blessed, to be a planting of the Lord. I, I want you to know this in 2020, we really believe this, that this is a year of depth. Depth is what brings stability. Depth is what brings life. If you look at the life of a tree, the, the life of the tree is found in its depth of its root system. If it doesn't have a good root system, it will not bear good fruit. And you can always tell a good tree not just by its appearance or by how old it's been. You can tell a good tree by its fruit. And good fruit comes from good roots. It's always connected. You cannot have a stable tree without good roots. And, and the psalmist declares in Psalm 1 that there is a, there's a method to the madness. That there is a process in how to have good results. We all want good results. Some of you, I saw a lot of Chiefs jerseys today. Everybody's wanting good results, right? We're wanting, we're wanting good results. There's a process in order to get Good results. I know I've had some bad results in my, I don't know if you ever had bad results. Like you had, you had something, investment go bad, relationship go bad. I mean, there's, there's, been, some, there's been some bad results. I, I, my brother and I, we like to hunt and, and uh, we, were, we have a four-wheeler and, uh, and, and so he usually pulls it because he's the one that like, knows how to do that stuff. And I like to ride on it. He knows how to load it up, run it, you know, all, all that. And uh, so I was like, hey, Ryan, you know, I'll, I'll take the four-wheeler home tonight because he had to go somewhere. And uh, he's like, all right, like, you know, how to, you know how to pull a trailer all right? And I'm like, yeah, man, who taught you how to pull a trailer, man? I'm your older brother. Come on. And, and so he's like, all right, like, you can back it in, like, in your driveway all right? I'm like, come on, man. I can back the trailer in the driveway. And uh, so he hooks it up for me. And... Uh, and so I pull it home, and, and uh, I felt good, you know, I'm like pulling that trailer, I back it, I mean, first time, just back it right into my, right into my driveway, I'm like, man, see, Ryan, like, what, leave me alone, and uh, so I got out, and I was cranking it, you know, to take it off the, off the hitch, and uh, so the trailer comes up off there, and, and uh, I start walking back to the car, I get in the car, and I look behind me, and the, well, I forgot to, I forgot to block the tires, and my driveway's on a hill, and, and, and in Texas, they call it mountains. But it's, it's on a mountain. And, and, and so that trailer, I can see it in the rearview mirror. It's coming for my car. So I jump out thinking that I'm going to be able to just Superman this trailer and stop it. I can't. It's rolling. It's coming. I jump back in the car. I'm thinking, like, what do I sacrifice? The neighbor's fence or my car? The neighbor's fence, obviously. I jump in the car, I throw it into drive, I peel out of my alley just in time as the trailer comes crashing down the driveway and right through my neighbor's fence. <laughs> True story. And today is not just vision day, it's also confession Sunday, because I told Ryan something else happened, but that was actually, it was actually the trailer. <laughs> Wrong results. 
You know, there's a process. There's a process. I, I can be mad at the results. My neighbor, he can be mad at the results. But there's a process. There, there's steps that were missed in order to not have a wrong result. And the Bible is full of things or processes or methods that we can follow or that we can adhere to so as to not have wrong results. But I found this to be true that most of us, we want right results, but we want to do it our way. I found this specifically with young people. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to have a life like that. I just don't want to work. And it's like, yeah, there's a, there's a process to get the results that you want. I, man, I, I, I want to I have this, or I want to do this, or I want to be that, but I'm not willing to go through the process in order to have those results. And the psalmist declares that there is a reason why people are blessed. There is a reason why people prosper. There is a re- it doesn't just happen. If you look at a man of God or you look at a woman of God and you think, man, that's amazing. I wish God would have blessed me. That Blessings don't just like pour out like the lottery. It, God gives his blessing to all of us and he gives availability to all of us and he gives prosperity to all of us. But we have to learn how to work his system. And if you don't do it his way, you can't expect good results. It's, it's wrong of us to expect God to give us the best results when we won't do things his way. And he makes it clear through his word how we should live or how we should operate in order to receive those type of blessings. I, I was thinking about this scripture in Psalm about those who are planted, planted, planted. Did you know that there's the, the, the tree, uh, they found this tree in South Africa and it has the, it had the longest, largest root system, system that they ever found. It went 400 feet deep into the earth. I'm talking like massive root system. What they say from a root system, if the root system is is massive, it provides both nourishment and structure to the tree. I think that's interesting. It it, it provides both nourishment, is where it's get fed from. It doesn't get fed from the show. It doesn't even get fed from how large or how influential or how, it, it gets fed from something that's beneath the surface. Did you know your stability doesn't come from what you can see? Your house, your car, your 401k, that's not where stability comes from. Stability and nourishment come from a root system that is down deep into the word, into the word of God. Not just a church, I'm talking about the word of God. The, the, the Bible says this in the scripture, it talks about two things that I believe is part of the equation to get right results. One of those things is it's the right people. Verse 1 says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. You know what this is? It's the right people. This, this, this is group launch Sunday. It's vision Sunday. We're talking about all our groups, launching all the groups. This is about you getting in a group. You know, you know what's funny is we love to quote scripture to our kids. You know, son, bad company corrupts good character. How about you, sir? How, how's your work friends doing? What are y'all talking about? When you, when you go out for work afterwards, just grab a drink together. Like what, are you, what are you talking about? When you're at the gym and your wife's not there, who are you talking to? What, is this too much for Sunday morning? Like, you're like, I hate this church. <laughs> there is a process in how to have right results. You have to have the right process. And one of those right processes is being. 
being around or being fed from the right people. Who's feeding you? If all you listen to is negativity, it is no wonder that you live in a world of negativity. If you want positivity or faith to come from your life, you have to get around other people that love you enough to tell you the truth, to push you, to pull you into higher places where you can experience God. Your best friends should be people that push you towards the things of God. If this is the only place that you hang around believers, it is no wonder. That's like hit somebody. It's no wonder that your life is out of balance. Think about it. When, when I was in youth ministry, I, I used to laugh about this because parents would come up to me and be like, hey, what's going on with my teenager? And I'm like, well, you tell me you live with them. I bring them here every Wednesday for an hour and a half. Like, I don't know why they're rebelling. I'm like, so I'm supposed to undo what you do all week long in an hour and a half? It, that it, this is how we think about our relationships. It's negativity. It is not good influences. It is people that are continually bringing us down, talking about things we shouldn't talk about, all of this. And then we have 60 minutes together. And we think we're just to come out on top like, yeah, right result. You're not going to get right results. Listen, when you get wrong results so many times in a row, you start having to look at the common denominator. Like after you have failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, it can't be her every time. It's just, man, I don't, man what's going on with you today? Man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going hard on you. Sometimes you got to turn this thing around like this because after you have wrong results a certain number of times, you have to change. It's, it's tough in here today, isn't it? It's like Super Bowl Sunday, Vision Day. It's right people. But it's not just right people. The, psalm, the psalmist declares it's also right focus. What are you looking at? He says, delight in the law of the Lord. You know what I find a lot of people do? They despise the law of the Lord. Oh, yeah, man, that church just trying to get in my business. They're trying to tell me what to do. I'm trying to read the Bible. That's like sometimes I tell the interns when they're like, oh, yeah, you're just trying to control me. No, we're just trying to read the Bible. Which my Bible says, flee from even the hint of sexual immorality. That's not me. That's him. Like, the, the, sometimes we don't understand that where we focus, it also produces a product. And if all we focus on is what we can't do or the negativity or the world and all of its troubles, you'll miss out on the joys of what God's doing. The Bible says those who delight in the world and meditate. You know what that word meditate? It means to think on, to ponder the word. So what is God? You, you, know, you know how you tell the difference between the truth and a lie? You do not get a list of all the lies. When I'm trying to know God's truth about me, I don't get a list of all the lies that I, okay, you're an idiot, you're too young, your pants are too short, you're, you know, I don't go, I don't go through the whole, I heard a loud amen out there, security. I don't go through all the list of lies to try to find the truth. I inundate myself with truth. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm God's son. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm chosen. I'm redeemed. And so when a lie comes up into my truth, I can easily identify this doesn't belong. But for many of us, we try to know all the lies. And then we're surprised by truth. You need to be surprised by a lie. 
Say, who told me I couldn't do this? Who told me I couldn't be free? Who told me I couldn't have a great marriage? Who told me I couldn't succeed? Who to- I need to be able to identify the lie by familiarizing myself with the truth. Meditate on his word day and night. See, what I think God's doing in our church this year is as we grow larger, we talked about this, we have to grow smaller, which means that we have to go deeper. In order for God to increase display, he also has to increase depth. Because if you have a tree that is all display but no depth, it's top heavy. It looks good on a 65 degree sunny day, but it looks really bad in a storm because it has nothing to hold it up. When you go deep in God, it is your root system. And listen, when you go deep in God, it's not deep in the church. It's deep in him. The church can facilitate your root system, but your root system can't be anchored in a pastor. It can't be anchored in a church. It has to be anchored in your God and in the word because I'm going to fail you. I'm going to mess up. I was telling the first service, I was listening to a message I preached like years ago when I first moved here to Texas, and I was in youth ministry, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I said that? Like, that's bad doctrine. Like, somebody needs to teach this kid. Like, that's not right, because I'm going to make mistakes. And if you don't have your own personal connection to the Lord, you will always be moved by the storms of life. But roots, a root system, it provides nourishment but it also provides stability. So I found this to be true. Right people plus right focus equals right results. Right focus plus right, my, my, my community, the people that I draw from, and my right focus, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at what he said. You know how many times in the history of this church that people have tried to tell me what we should do or what we couldn't do or what we can do or how God couldn't or how we, right focus. Yeah, I know what God said. I know what he said we can do. I know what he said we will do. I don't need to listen to any of that. I need to be around some positivity. I need to be around some people of faith. I'm telling you, my staff are people of faith. That's, that's, that's who we got to have around. I got to have people of faith around me. Well, you need somebody to bring you back to reality. Yeah, not me. Y'all can go sit in that reality. I ain't sitting in that reality. We're taking ground. We're trying to make a difference. We're trying to reach a city. I don't have time for people to bring me. The whole world's trying to bring us down. You think we want to hire people to bring us down? We need some people to pump us up and say, look into the perfect word of God and see the things that you can do by his strength. And by, that's the stuff we got to be looking. I'm getting too excited too soon. Man, I, y'all fired me up today at 11 o'clock service. I found this to be true about root systems is you'll pull from whatever you're planted in. If you're planted in negativity for nourishment, you'll pull. If you're planted in drama, in drama you'll pull from drama. If you're, if you're pl- whatever you're planted in, you'll pull from. This is why the psalmist declares they were planted by a river of God that they could pull nourishment. That they could pull. I, I want to pull from him. I want to pull from the promise of God. I want to pull from the word of God. I want to pull from what he says about me. I want to pull from his identity. I want to pull from his possibility. This is not just good motivational talk. This is powerful. This is supernatural. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. 
In Habakkuk, there's a, a scripture, it's a, it's a prophetic book and about the, uh, the destruction of God's enemies. And, and it's, it's a wild book in the Old Testament. But there's a verse in there we use a lot that talks about vision. And this is vision day, and we're talking about vision. And, 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 and it's interesting that if, if we're going to be planted, then we're also going to be called upon by God. God plants things for a purpose. He never plants things just for show. He always plants things for function. So if he's planted us, he also has something for us to do. In Habakkuk, it says this in, in chapter 2, verse 2. It says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, write down the vision, and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. You should meditate on that. It will not prove false. It will not prove false. doesn't matter who said it, posted it. It will not prove false. Though it linger... You ever felt like that? Promise of God lingering? Wait for it. Because it will certainly come and it will not delay. What the Bible is declaring through Habakkuk is God speaks to him and he says, I want you to make sure you write out the vision. Because if you don't write it out, you're going to get distracted from it. If you don't write it down, the trouble's going to hit and you're going to forget about it. I want you to write it down for you to see it as a reminder. I also want you to write it down so others may run with it. Because when God gives you a big vision, it's bigger than just what you can do. you got to do it together. And so he says, write it down so you can see it, so you don't forget it when trouble comes. And write it down so someone can run with it because you're going to need everybody to make sure that it comes to pass. And we've said this, and you heard me in the beginning, what looks like a risk to us it looks like obedience to God. So we got to write down, this is what we've done, write down the vision or write down the risk. Yeah, I, I have a mentor that used to say this. He said, a dream without a strategy is just a fantasy. There's a lot of people just fantasizing about doing something great for God or having a great life, but there's a strategy to it. There's a strategy to it. And, and I want to I talk to you about the strategy that we have for 2020. Last three years, every year, we've had 10 risks. By the grace of God, we accomplished all those. You heard me say that. 30 risks in three years. It's amazing. I don't know how God did it, but he did it. A lot has happened in a short amount of time. But in 2020, it just calls for something different. All right, so 2020, 2020 we're doing 20 risks. 10 risks. That's, I was looking back at the 2017 risk. I'm like, that was a risk? I mean, it's like little stuff. I'm thinking, man, what has God done in just a short amount of time? I was, I remember I was scared in 2017. But I looked at the risk today because it's always easier on this side, isn't it? I was looking back like, man, why didn't I have more faith? God, man, he came through because it's always easy to look in hindsight at how God moves. Faith requires you to look ahead to something you cannot see. So I want to give you some of these that we are talking about doing uh, for 2020 and we're going to accomplish. So we're going to add, we, we have an incredible academy that was a risk three years ago. We're going to add third grade to the academy. It's awesome. We're going to unveil the official academy mascot because we're already scouting our athletes because we're going to start sports here in a couple years. That's going to be a risk that's coming up, so we, they got to have a mascot. We're going to create and launch 1132 Kids YouTube channel. So all my parents out there who are tired of watching Ryan's Toy Review, you're welcome. All right, we're, we're going to bundle up our, our kids' curriculum and, uh, and some of our lessons, and uh, we're, we're going to release those as a YouTube channel. So you got young kids, you can turn them on, they can find Church 1132 YouTube channel. But not only this, our children's directors, they got together, they're dreaming, praying into this, and they said, we have a dream that it's not even just for our kids, but that this message of the gospel in this simple, purest form would go around the world. 
And so they're releasing this year their 1132 Kids YouTube channel. We're going to launch our very own 1132 Kids curriculum. Many of you don't know this, but our kids' ministry, they've been writing their own curriculum for years now. Most churches, we per- you purchase it or, or whatever. Our, our kids' directors were not happy with the quality of the content, so they started to write their own. It's beautiful what they've done. So now they have all of this content. They're packaging it. We're going to give it to other churches that are planting or other churches that can't afford to buy it. We're going to give it to them for free. Isn't that awesome? We're going to have a grand opening for our academy building. It's actually happening already. It's being remodeled. It used to be Rivercrest Preschool. We purchased it. We combined the schools, and now uh, we're remodeling the building for the academy as we're expanding. We're going to open an online resource store, which is all of you that were mad that you didn't get your sweatshirts. All right? We're going to make it, on, make it online for you so you can order from the comfort of your home. Amazon Prime slash Val. All right. We are going to redesign and launch a brand new church app. We already have an app. We're redesigning and launching. We, as technology increases at such a f- rapid pace, we're working to create an app that is really everything you need from the church is in that app. So if you got the app, that's all you need. You can register. You can sign up. You can buy. You can resource. You can re- have Bible reading plans. You can watch the service. Everything is going to be packaged uh, in that app. We're going to purchase 4K cameras to upgrade our streaming experience and the experience to all the media people. Like, ah! um, to our experience to all of our campuses as we expand more campuses, but also every single week we are seeing massive spikes in the amount of online viewers uh, that are finding our message. And so we're going to do our very best to steward that, and that leads into our next risk. We're also uh, going to make develop our online experience, which is just streaming, into a truly online campus. Prayer requests, we're going to try to get people into groups, connected in their cities with other churches. We're, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that people are not just watching, but we're pastoring them from from wherever they're watching at. We're going to launch a marketplace ministry for businessmen and women of our church. We really believe in this next season that God's raising up businessmen, businesswomen who have kingdom in mind, that are kingdom focused. So we're going to do some discipleship and some training and uh, some some community happening around that. We're going to graduate our first class of leaders from 1132U. Come on, some of y'all signed up already. Some of you are mad because you missed it. Season two, season two. We are, and these, this is just like, I could cry, but we're going to have a grand opening of the Dallas Dream Center. You guys been hearing about this. It's going to take a lot of work because we have a building that needs millions of dollars of renovation, but we got it, and we got a footprint in the city, and God's already working, and uh, so we're going to believe we're going to have a grand opening this year. We're going to launch a full Dream Center website for teams to be able to schedule their visit, to come in, fly in from all over the world, to be able to come and be a part of the Dallas Dream Center. Uh, We are going to launch a monthly Adopt-A-Box, first one's coming in March, where we're going to be giving out free food, hot food, clothes, uh, inflatables. We're going to start loving on the community. We're going to begin the renovation. Uh, on the Dream Center building. I just talked about it. We've purchased it, which is awesome. Uh, we're under, we're in progress of finding out how much it's going to cost to renovate it, and it's in the millions. It's all good. God's not phased. You're worried. He's not. We're going to purchase our first food distribution box truck. 
Uh, this is incredible. The LA Dream Center, they feed over 10,000 people a week. They take the food from their hub, the Dream Center hub. They go into neighborhoods where they need food and they give out groceries every single week. So we're going to purchase our first truck. We're going to load up with food. We're going to get a dis food distribution route and be giving food, giving food to people that need it. We're going to hold the largest Easter egg hunt in the entire Metroplex. Nowhere in Dallas or Fort Worth is going to have a bigger Easter egg hunt than we're going to have right across the street at the Allen Training Field right there on April 11th, the Saturday before Easter. We're going to begin, some of you can be excited about this one, you addicted people, begin the planning stages for 1132 Coffee. We've talked about this for years, but we're going to create a coffee shop slash house where community can happen, small groups can happen, uh, where uh, we can be a, a, an outlet to the city, an outreach to the city. And so, so that is happening, locations and all that's being talked about right now, but it's going to happen in 2020. All right? So this is, we're going to, this is our campuses. We're really excited about this. We're going to pursue permanent facilities for our campuses. If you didn't know, both Wiley and Prosper, they meet in schools every single week. They set up, they tear down. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Wiley's been doing it for over two and a half years, and uh, they've been doing it, and uh, we're going to begin looking for land, for buildings. We're going to work hard. God's going to provide a place for a permanent home uh, for, for Wiley and then for Prosper. And uh, we are going to, and there's a story to this, but we're going to launch our fourth campus in Oak Cliff. So we got a campus coming. Now, I know the first question after we say all that is like, when? We don't know. These are risks, okay? This is, these are steps of faith. And we're going to put a strategy around it. We're going to do it by the grace of God. But, but when we bought the Dream Center building, and many of you haven't heard this yet, but we have officially closed on the Dream Center building. 50,000 square foot building in Oak Cliff, it's ours. We got the keys signed, sealed, and delivered. So I know many of you are like, well, you know, I thought we were going to, how are we going to do that? We're going to pay cash for it. And, uh, and so what we did to, to not lose it to other people that were bidding on it, we bought it and we financed some of it. We're going to pay it off by, we, this is our dream and our risk is we're going to pay it off by the grand opening September 2020. And so all of you have been pledging and giving. We're on our way. And uh, we've had over $300,000 given towards it already, another $300,000 in pledges that have been committed already. We are, we're on our way. And, uh, and we're going to take an offering today, so just think about that. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to pay it off. This is, it's, it's crazy what God can do with some radical faith in people that believe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, faith is a journey of ups and downs. It's, it's, not, it's not just like God just blessing everything you do. There's ups and there's downs. There's highs and there's lows. This week has been a roller coaster. As we pursued the Dream Center, we, we had, and so this is exciting, uh, Dr. Michael Maiden at our church conference, he had a word for the church that there was going to be architects. He's, he mentioned three people uh, that were going to donate their labor and services to the Dream Center to help us with their renovation. I sat down with one of the leading architects in Dallas uh, who attends one of our campuses, and he said, I've talked to my partners. Our architecture firm is going to handle everything on the building, and it's going to be completely free. Every blueprint, the master plan, all of that. They're donating it all. If you've ever built a building, that's a lot of money. 
So by the grace of God, it's, it's moving. So that was, that, man, we were on fire. Like, man, faith is like, yeah. And then on Thursday, we got an email, and this is how faith works. On Thursday, we got an email, and it's from the L.A. Dream Center. And uh, they sent us an email, and they said, uh, you know, you guys, uh, we, we're so excited that you want to be a Dream Center, all of that, and license and affiliate with us. Uh, you, we are undergoing some, some inward procedures and changes, and uh, so we're going to be taking no more applications to be a Dream Center now. And so, in essence, you have missed the window of being coming a Dream Center, so please stop using the Dream Center name. Take it off all of your social media, and, all, and we're like printing, we're printing signs, it's everywhere, and uh, so now, right, this is faith, now the lowest of low. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So I'm like trying to brainstorm names, like what are we going to call this place? You know, like it's Cameron Andoni Ministry Center, or, like we're going to like, uh, if you pay for it, you can put your name on. Uh, and it, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to brainstorm, and two hours later I get a text from an unknown number, and uh, this guy, I don't know who he is, he says, hey, what will it take for us to get you to come out and speak at the L.A. Dream Center? I thought, well, do you like us or do you hate us? I mean, what, which one is it? And so we begin to text about dates and see if we can make it work. He calls me the next morning, and uh, we're talking. And, and I'm telling you, as we got on the phone, we began talking about the dream that God put in our hearts. And the dream, this is Matthew Barnett's, the, the founder of the Dream Center. It's his right-hand guy. And we begin talking, and the, I, I can sense the presence of God on the phone call. I'm literally having chills as we talk about the power of God and faith and what God's going to do in Dallas. He goes, we saw your video on social media. It's incredible that you bought that building. It's incredible what God's doing. That's a miracle. I can't believe I started telling him all the stuff. And then I said, hey, stop for a second. Like, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but we got an email from your office. <laughs> he said, oh, really? I said, yeah. He said not to use the name Dream Center anymore. He goes, Dustin, after we just talked, I'm just going to tell you, you have done more as, a, as, as starting in a couple months than most ministries or dream centers do in seven years. He said, you don't have to ask another question or sign another application. You are the Dallas Dream Center. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? Come on. That's God. That's faith. Isn't that faith? Here, here, here. That's how faith works. I'm going to tell you this. If we weren't planted, we would have wavered. I'm telling you, we, we would have just, the storm hit, like, man, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Oh, no, now we can't be this. Oh, our social media. No, God knew all along. He knew what was happening. I'm telling you, God used that to bind our hearts even closer with the L.A. Dream Center. I'm going there to preach, and uh, God's connecting our ministries, and uh, I mean, he's accelerating what he's doing right now. I, I want you to go in Isaiah 61. It says this, the Spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. This is our job as Christians and this is our job as the church right here. He says, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called, listen to this, oaks of righteousness, a planting 
a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Did you know whatever God is doing right now, it's not for our splendor or our glory or church 1132. It's for his splendor. That every risk that we do is not for our church. It's for him. Every person that we feed, every person that we close, it's not for our glory. We're a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I believe God is calling our church, not just in Allen, not just in Wiley, not just in Prosper, not just in Oak Cliff, but literally everywhere that God opens a door of effective ministry, I believe God's calling us to go into those places and restore cities that have been broken down families that have been broken down, marriages that have been broken down, and beauty, is what the scripture says, beauty for ashes. When we bought the Dream Center building, I was talking to all kinds of pastors about it and getting advice uh, about it, and so we're talking, and and, uh, they said, man, the Dream Center is awesome, just don't plan a campus there. And I said, really, why? And they said, don't plan, it'll never be financially viable if you, or sustainable if you plan a campus there. And I thought, oh, man, that's, that's, that's probably true. That's good. So we'll start a Dream Center, and then we'll start a campus, like, somewhere else. And the Holy Spirit, like, slapped me. I was like, if, if that could happen, that happened. And he's, you're going to reach people in an area and then tell them to go to a different area, to go to church because it's more financially viable? That doesn't sound like God at all. That sounds like us. And for the next hour, Lord, just I'm not going to let you hear that conversation because he just rebukes me. I'm like, what are you thinking? He didn't talk to me like that. It felt like that. No, we're going to plant a campus right in the heart of the need. We're going to reach people, and they can go to a church like this right where they are. We don't need to go somewhere. You know what? Last time I checked, God's our provider. Last time I checked, he knows how to take care of his business. Last time I read my Bible and meditated on it day and night, it says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Last time I checked, he needs no help in getting his job done. What he needs is a yes, and what he needs is obedience, and he'll take care of the rest. And that's what we're going to do. And people say it can't be done, and people say you shouldn't do it, and it won't be financially viable. Well, we're going to do it anyways, because I think God wants to do something in areas that other people are running out of, and other people are neglecting i think god wants to raise up a lighthouse to the nations that's what god's gonna do thinking about this you don't really need to go higher when we talk about higher that's display think about a tree we don't need to go higher we need to go deeper you know what we need personally in 2020 we've got to go deeper we got to go deeper. Well, I want more influence. I want, no, no, no. You need to go deeper. You know what's crazy about deeper is you can't see it. That's why people don't like depth. People like display. Oh, look. Look at what God's doing. That's how, that's how we want our finances to be. We want our finances to be on display. Nobody wants like the big hidden account. We want the big house and the big car and the big 401k. So the display. But you know what? There's more power in depth than display and depth will always provide space or room for display but if your display is only a display in good times it's not really a good display you know what's really powerful when a storm hits the tree of your life and your roots are so deep in God and so deep in the word you cannot be moved do you know what the greatest testimony to our world is is not 
our passion. Although I love it. It's not our volume. And you know I love that. Talked to someone in the last service and they're like, man, we love this church. It's so loud. But we love it. But it's so loud. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And it's not changing. The greatest testimony is when storm hits your life, it crumples others, but you stand. Not because you're strong, because he's strong. So I started thinking, we got 20 wrists. This is awesome. And some of our wrists, it's been, everyone's like, you know, we clap and we post. But this year I felt like it was really important that we not only have 20 wrists, but you have something. And so I want to give you something. I want to give you a project for all of 2020 to, to say and to pray every day. I want to give you some declarations because if we're going to do what God's asking us to do, it's not going to be me doing it. It's not going to be just our staff doing it. This is so big, it's got to be us. We've got to lean in. We've got to go deeper. We've got to sacrifice. We have to commit. And so I want to give you some of the declarations that I say over myself every single day. And I want to give them, and we'll give them to you on the way out as well. We printed them out. And I want to challenge our church to every single day for the rest of 2020 to declare these things. First one is I set my eyes on Jesus. All of these are rooted in scripture. The author and the perfecter of my faith. I set my mind on what the spirit desires. I'm blessed and highly favored. Meditate on that. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the country. I'm blessed when I come in and blessed when I go out. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I'm blessed so that I can be a blessing. I'm dead to sin and alive to Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am created on purpose and for a purpose. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Therefore, sickness, disease, infirmity can have no place in my body. I will trust you with all my heart and will not lean on my own understanding. I will seek you with all my heart today, and I will know that you will be found. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can cast my cares on you because I know you care for me. I serve a mighty God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine. I declare that my family will love you with all of their hearts for all the days of their lives. I declare my family will be healthy, whole, and provided for. I declare our church will continue to grow in favor and in influence. I declare that our city will be saved. Every single day for the rest of 2020, we're going to declare these things together. It's about who you are. It's about who your family is. And it's about what our church is going to do. The Bible says that Jesus grew in in favor, favor with God and with man. You know what our prayer is for a church? Is that we would, it's on there, that we would grow in favor with God and with man. Because where there's favor, there's influence. Where there's influence, there's access. Where there's access, you can reach anybody. We're going to pray that our city would be saved. We're going to declare it. You know, everything we're doing, it's not for us. I mean, we try to make it nice for you. We try to help you as much as we can. But honestly, if we stop here, we're stopping short of the mission. We've got to reach our city. And I'm just, I'm crazy enough to believe it. It's funny. I'm I'm getting older and older, you know. When I was, like, young... People, uh, I, I'm going to give you a, a series of questions before we close. 
that I began to ask myself when I was 19. I've asked them ever since when I was 19 because I was asking questions like, God, how could you use me? Like, why, why would you want to use me? How are you going to use, like, I, look, at the, look at the need, look at me, like, look what I got to offer. And I was just like, man, how, God, how? And, and there's a couple questions that the Lord just branded in my mind that I, w- I want to give to you. One was, why not here? Because I lived in a small city. I thought, how could God ever do anything? Why not here? God moves where he's needed, not where he's deserved. I think we have a need. Why not here? Why not in Dallas? Why not in the Metroplex? Why not here? I used to ask, Holy Spirit spoke this question, why not now? Because when you're young, you're always thinking about later. Like, oh yeah, someday, use me. And God said, why not now? I'd like to ask you, why not now? Why does it got to be next year? Oh, man, 2021, I'm going to really get serious about my spiritual. Why? Why not now? Why don't we do this? If we're going to do it, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just go all in and just do this? Why don't we change the world? You know why most of us don't want to change the world? It's not because we don't want to. It's because we really don't think it's possible. That the world has gotten so bad that we think it's just a churchy cliche thing to say, let's change the world. I don't know who you've been meditating at and meditating on. But when I look at my Bible, the Bible says a city can be saved in a day. When I look at my Bible, the Bible says whosoever will, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When I look at my Bible, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And I'm just crazy enough to believe what it says. Why not now? This is one that really got me. I'm going to say it plural for us. But God's asked me, why not you? So let me just say this, why not us? Man, there's some other churches that could have. Why not us? I know somebody that has. No, why not us? God chooses the available, not the qualified. Are you available? Why not us? Why not us? For real, why not? Why not, why not Church 1132? Well, I'm sure someone's called to Old Clip. No, we're called. We're called because we're available. And we're going to go other places. And we're going to open other campuses. And we're going to open other ministries. And we're going to continue to reach. And we're going to continue to move. Why not now? Why not here? Why not Why not us? People used to tell me, well, that's cute, like, that you're, like, so passionate about changing the world. When does, how old do you have to get before it's cute, like, not cute anymore? Because I was 21. 22, 23, 25, 30. I mean, like, I'm getting older, and people are still, oh, that's cute that he thinks we can change the world. You know, it's not cute. It's not show. It's not hype. It's a promise. And I think that a lot of promises go un- left unfulfilled are because people don't have the faith to grab them. The reason we don't have right results is we won't give ourselves to right pattern. If you would give yourself to the right pattern, you would get the right results. And in 2020, as a church, we're going deeper. And we're giving ourselves to a right pattern because we're going to see God flip a city upside down. We're going to see a youth revival sweep our junior highs and our high schools like we've never seen before. There's going to be a fire lit all over in different suburbs and cities across the Metroplex that will continue to grow, that will continue to spread all all around the world there's gonna be music that comes out of this house that's sung by churches all over the world there's gonna be ministries that come out of this house that's gonna be have, have influence all over the world there's gonna be pastors and businessmen and politicians that are gonna come out of this house that are gonna affect their sphere of influence because we're not a planting for our splendor we're a planting of the Lord for his splendor
splendor. I'm crazy enough to believe it. 20 risks, 20 declarations. Yeah, easy for God. I want to do something as we close. Some of you, first couple of times here, and you're like, wow, this is intense. I think it might take some intensity to change the world. I just, I've given my life to this. This isn't a gig for me. This isn't a show. This isn't like the only job I could land. This is a call. But God doesn't call just pastors. He calls people. When I say I'm called, I'm not saying I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called as a person, as Dustin, to be what God's, but you're called. You're called. And it's, it's up. We are the body. It doesn't say the pastors are the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body. Pastors like the feet, it feels like. <laughs> We're all a part of this body that's working together to accomplish God's purpose. I'm going to say something really bold. If you call Church 1132 your home, I don't mean, sound, I don't mean for this to sound braggadocious or arrogant. It's going to sound like that. You're so blessed. You're so blessed to be a part of the big thing that God's doing because we've got a core of people in this house that said, God, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. You want us to go anywhere, we'll go. You want us to be anything, we'll be. The answer is yes. It'll always be yes. It doesn't matter when we're small. It doesn't matter when we're big. The answer is and always will be yes because we're not a planting of the Lord for our splendor. We're a planting of the Lord for His splendor. So this is what we're going to do is, is today, uh, we're going we're to take a miracle offering. We've been posting about it. Many of you know about it. You, people already been telling me, like, man, Pastor, someone call, called me last night, or uh, I saw him last night, and they said, uh, Pastor, well, wait for tomorrow. I'm like, what? They're like, oh, that miracle offering? I'm doing something big. I was like, oh, man, let's go. Let's go. At our church, there's never obligation to give. So if you're new, then you need to know this about us. I don't believe in obligation or compulsion or twisting people's arms. People give in our church. Literally, we had guests at church conference. They said, do you guys ever take offerings? I'm like, yeah, we don't need to. People give because they believe in the vision. They're like, you don't pass the buckets? I said, we do once a month on special occasions. I said, but other than that, people just give because we believe in this. That's, that's what I want to give to. I want to I believe. I want to give because I believe. Not because I got tricked or coerced or guilted. I believe in it. You know what these risks, this is above your tithe, this is above what you normally give, it's going to take money to accomplish. And we're never ashamed of asking for money. It's so funny, the church is the only place that's ashamed of asking for money. Did you notice that everybody else is? There's, no, there's nothing free in this world. And then the church is like, oh, they're, they're after my money. No, we're trying to change the world and it takes money to do that. I mean, just like connect the dots. It's not, it's not that hard. The, the, the problem is people have mismanaged money. That's, that's what gets us. This is, how you get, this is how you tell a healthy tree. By the fruit it bears. If there is no fruit, then there probably isn't a lot of health. So I would say, if you're thinking about giving, check the fruit out. We showed you some. Check the fruit out. If the fruit's good, and this is what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to sow a seed today. 
That's how I want you to think about it, because we're talking about depth, we're talking about being planned. I want, you, I want you to think about this in your mind, that what I'm giving, and I'm going to ask, whether you came prepared to give or not, I'm going to ask everybody to try to give something. So give online or put something in the buckets when they come by, and, just, and I want you to do it prophetically, because we're starting 2020, this is the first Sunday of February, we talk about this at the first of every month, and, and, and let's just, let's sow into this. Let's sow into this vision. God, let it come to pass. You know how we were able to accomplish all 10 of those risks last year? Because you gave to them? Do you know how we were able to buy the Dream Center when the only thing we had on there was, let's begin the planning process? We, we had strategized three to five years. God had planned three to five months. I like it when it goes that way. A little scary, but I like it that way other than the other way. But you know why we were able to move on that? Is because we have a board and we have a financial committee that is strenuously watching over our finances to make sure that we're good stewards and that we're poised in position to do anything that God's asking us to do. So when you give today, I, I don't want you to see it as anything, not obligation, not compulsion, not charity. I want you to see it as seed. That today, if it's a dollar, this I'm, I'm sowing into this. And when any of those 20 risks come to pass, you're going to be like, I was part of that. You gave 25 cents. Doesn't matter. I was a part. Because I found this to be true. Seeds are small, but they grow. Did you know that every oak tree started out as an acorn? So don't despise the size of your gift or what you can do. Just do something. Put something in the ground. Put a seed in the ground, and let's see what God does. Now, I'm going to pray for you, and you can get your gifts out. You can get them ready, and uh, if you're giving in this offering, you can. The buckets will come by. If you want to give online, you want to give on the website, any of those things, you can do that. I want you to think about it as a seed. If you're new and you're like, oh, man, I knew it was going to come to this. We don't do this every week, and uh, if you come and stick around for a little bit, you'll know this really quick. That's not our heart. We're trying to accomplish a big mission. We're trying to do something big. Not for our splendor, for his splendor. Lord, I thank you for every person that's in this room. I ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would speak to us. God, speak loudly that we could hear and clearly that we can understand. Thank you, Jesus. You can get your gift ready even as I'm praying. Lord, I speak a blessing over every person. Lord, as we make right choices, Lord, we know it's going to yield right results. Lord, we thank you that every single one of those risks and steps of faith that we're going to take are going to be accomplished this year by the grace of God. Lord, bless every person that gives to it, every seed that's planted. Let it bring forth fruit in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for it now. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Church 1132 broadcast. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com.